following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak tonight and next Wednesday night on subjects that I enjoy speaking on. I, these are kind of Easter prep sermons. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach on the blood tonight, the blood of the Lamb. And uh, I feel very confident that God's going to give us some illumination. I never call what I preach revelation. I call it illumination because the revelation's in here. We just got to pull it out. We just got to find it and pull it out. But I want to I talk to you tonight. So I want you to stand and look at somebody around you and say, this is not a night to be sleepy. It's a night to pay attention. And all you folks listening online, get on the edge of your couch and the edge of your recliner and lean in because I'm going to help you tonight. I promise I'm going to help you tonight with the word of the Lord. Amen. In 2010, the good Lord spoke to me and I began to research what I'm speaking on tonight in 2010. So I spoke on it, and I spoke on it several places around America, and I threw it out to pastors and threw it out to people, and uh, some of them liked it, and the rest of them didn't come see me. So I don't know where they were. And then in 2016, in January, I I ministered a message very similar to this one. And uh, so here it is, 2022. So 10, 16, 22, every six years, this kind of comes back around, maybe like a Halley's Comet or something, I don't know. But I just feel that every now and then we need to be re-energized and reprogrammed about what we have on our side. We have something on our side that cannot be defeated. Amen? <clears throat> Revelation chapter 12, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength And the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You know what that word of testimony is? It's blood and praise. It's blood and praise. When you testify about the goodness of God, that's what you call praising. And so we're going to praise a little bit tonight when I preach about the blood. And they did not love their lives to the death. Luke 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Folks, that's some powerful word right there. That's some good stuff. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to help the pastor. <clears throat> and you may be seated. <clears throat> the blood of the lamb painted on the door of a Hebrew home in Egypt marked safety. The home became a safe haven to the firstborn Israelite. The firstborn was spared death, not only of 
the humans, but of all the livestock. The angel of death saw a red mark and passed over. That's where we get the phrase Passover. Question, what had brought this situation to such a drastic time during the Hebrew time in Egypt? Slavery, trapped hearts, no freedom. Crushed and suffocated by the harsh demands of their Egyptian oppressors, a chorused cry rose up to the heavens, a great groaning from the children of Israel to their God. And those Israelites yearned and their yearnings ran deep. We want to be free. Give us freedom. For 430 years they had lived in slavery. It was time for freedom. (laughs) And Moses arrived on the scene, the dust of a 40-year desert cake in his face, his hair stringy and wild and from the wind and the smell of sheep on his robe. And he strides into the royal chamber and shakes his staff at the mighty Pharaoh and declares, let my people go. Wow. Like two belligerent billy goats on a narrow bridge, stubborn Pharaoh rebuffed Moses who continued to defiantly insist, let my people go. Now a mouse and a lion are no match when both seek the same cheese. But when the mouse ever finds a God to put on his side, the lion must one day become but a meek little kitty cat because the mouse will get the cheese. Confronting the powers that be has always been the calling of a prophet. And every time I stand to prophesy the word of God, I confront the powers that be that try to bring you down. And tonight I will do it again. So Moses, nine plagues later, was still wondering, how am I going to get God's people out of Egypt? The blood turned to water, uh, water turned to blood. There's frogs, there's lice, there's flies, all the livestock, all the bulls, all the hail, all the locusts and the darkness. And all only stirred up Pharaoh and the Bible said hardened his heart. What now, Moses? And Moses exclaims, God said, For me to tell all of you to slay a lamb and put the blood of the lamb over the door. Three places. Then God is going to send an angel by in the houses that have the blood of the lamb. The firstborn will be spared. Say it. Will be spared. And those houses that do not have the blood of the lamb will lose their firstborn of everything. And that's exactly how it went down that night in Egypt. While there was lamenting in Egypt... God took the blood of the lamb people out. Now later in the Old Testament, in the wilderness, once a year, every family would bring a lamb for an offering, a trespass offering, a sin offering. And the lamb had to be one year old and it had to be perfect to the eyes of the owners. And then it was also judged by the high priest. Spotless, perfect. And when the priest came to minister to the family that had brought their lamb, he never asked what the trespass was or what the sin was. The priest only looked to see if the lamb was right. And if the lamb was spotless and was right, then the sins of the people were rolled ahead another year. 
It's a building, folks. I find it amazing that when life offered the toughest challenges to the people of God, a lamb was called for to ease the grief and take over the challenge. A lamb for a challenge, not a horse, a war creature, not an oxen, a working creature, not a bull, not a goat, but a lamb. So any wonder, Lord Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God. John the Baptist on the sandy banks of the Jordan River said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That just got big in my heart. Takes away the sin of the world. In Revelation, countless times, Jesus is referred to as the lamb that has been slain. But why? Why a lamb? Why a lamb at the Exodus? Why a lamb every year to handle the trespass sins? Why a lamb for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? So at first thought, I thought, it's a lamb because he's our sacrifice. And under the old covenant, they sacrificed sheep and bulls and goats. But when they didn't, but why, they, why didn't they call him the bull of God or the goat of God? Just doesn't quite have the same ring about it, does it? Or the same feel. In Genesis 22, when Isaac was led to the top of the mountain by his father Abraham, there was a ram caught in the thicket. God provided his father. Abraham had a knife raised. God chose a lamb. Maybe God chose a lamb because they're so innocent. And their fleece is as white as snow to show purity. Maybe Jesus was saying, even though I am the good shepherd of this flock, I stepped down to the status of a lamb and a slain one at that. So maybe it's a statement of humility. And of course, the first Passover... I'll repeat it again. The lamb's blood was smeared over the doorways of the Israelites' home to prevent the angel of death. It was their protection. And while I think these reasons are all true and say something special about God, I believe there's one defining reason why God chose a lamb over all the animals to call his son. The lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Revelation 7, 14 said they washed their robes and made them white by the blood of the Lamb. It is said that the greatest preacher of the 20th century was Billy Graham. Century. It's said that the greatest preacher of the 19th century was Billy Sunday. And both men were told in their early years that preaching a bloody gospel would not give them the pulpits that they desired in their life. Wow, that really hurt them. Thank God for two battling billies. <laughs> Thank God both scoffed at such ridiculous advice. But both knew a secret that is apparent to us today. John the Revelator wrote it this way. If you're going to get people out of great tribulation, you must preach the blood of the Lamb. Let me go off a little bit here right now. It's not a science that's going to get you out of where you are. 
It's not some way I finagle a message that's going to get you out of the way you are. But when you're trapped in sin, when you're lost in sin, when you're hurting with pain, when your body is breaking, the only thing that's going to bring you out is the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody clap your hands and say yes. Say yes. Woo. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I want to speak on three things today about the blood of the lamb. Number one, it is powerful. I may not get out of this one before I lose my mind. Number two, it's precious. And number three, it's personal. Everybody say powerful. Powerful. Everybody say precious. Everybody say personal. personal. So years ago, I was on one of my preaching gigs. I was running around the country and uh, had a lot more energy back then. I don't like to do it no more. And I was preaching in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was preaching on this subject, the blood of the lamb. And a man came up and told me of his occupation. He said, I work in a slaughterhouse, pastor. And they kill all manner of animals there, horses and bulls and cows and goats and chickens and sheep. Then he said something that stunned me. He said, preacher, all the blood of those animals was put in a common vat after they were killed. The blood was put in a common vat and it was all mixed together. Yet when sheep's blood or lamb's blood was put in the common vat, it would not mix with other animals' blood. (laughs) It rose to the surface. It had a marble look. Like oil and water. And it would just not mix with the other blood. Yet he said it always rose to the top. Always to the top. I don't care how much you push it down, it's going to come back up. I don't care how much people say we don't need the blood in our church and push it down, it's going to come back up. I don't care how many times people say we don't need this bloody gospel, push it down, it's going to come back up. Because there's something about the blood of the lamb that it don't mix with anything else. But what it does do is cover everything. You know why you can rejoice tonight? Because your sins are not before you right now. You're covered by the blood of the lamb. There's power in the blood of the lamb. Nothing, nothing like the blood of the lamb. <laughs> It covered, it covered. It's also believed that a sheep has never died from a lightning strike. The reason they have positive blood in the lamb repels the positive force of lightning. It's like magnets pushing against each other. The positive blood of the lamb and the lightning resist each other. Now, Now, go out and live that. Do you know what this means? I'm going to put on the screen two figures. Right here they are. See that serpent right there? See him? Looks like he's about to bite our little buddy, the lamb. But what I, what I notice is that the lamb don't look scared. <laughs> the lamb looks like, well, he's going to try it on me too. So he's going to try to get my heel, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at him and say, is that all you got? I love that picture. It looks like in this picture it's lights out for the lamb. 
It's like the mouse and the lion wanting the same cheese. The lamb has no chance. But here's what you may not know. I've read the back of the book. And the lamb wins. <laughs> Come on. The lamb wins. You know why? Scientists have proven, leave this up, that there's only one animal's blood that can repel snake bites. My little buddy up here. In fact, the first antidote for snake venom originally came from the blood of a lamb. Oh, you got bit? Oh, we got some antivenom for that. What is it made of? Oh, it's lamb's blood. Ooh, wow. I don't know if I want that made. You might, might, might ought to try it. Because there ain't nothing greater than the blood of the lamb in anything that's going on in your life right now. The doctors, the scientists injected the poison into the lamb's bloodstream and bit by bit the protein in the lamb fights off the poison and the blood cells become stronger and stronger until the most deadly serpent bites won't harm the lamb. The poison is turned into protein. Instead of a lamb suffering, he grows him some abs and some calves and some thighs and some... He becomes super lamb. Oh, I'm preaching to you. This is not something I just hatched up. The scientists have already proved this. I'm telling you folks, a lamb will not go down. A lamb will turn that poison into protein. And if you ever need something, go get some blood of the lamb and it'll take the poison out of your life. It'll take the venom out of your life. Come on, clap your hands real big. A lamb can literally overcome the bite of the most venomous snake, and that's a scientific fact. So Revelation 12 and 9 said the serpent is the devil, that ancient serpent who deceives the whole world. And he was cast to the earth and his angels with him. Now I want to go to Luke chapter 4 here just a little while to prove something to you because I'm talking about the power, the power of the blood. The snake bite started in the desert for Jesus. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And three times he was bitten by the serpent. If you be the Son of God, then do this. Turn the stones into bread. Took him to a high mountain said, worship me and I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. Then to a pinnacle of the temple and said, cast yourself down. Angels will bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And each time Jesus withstood the lust of flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And each strike... The venom was stronger as the enemy tempted him one more time. But every time that Jesus was tempted, the antidote grew even stronger. Here's what's so powerful. When Jesus came out of that wilderness 40 days later, he returned in the power of the Spirit. He was on a 40-day fast and he came out super Jesus. Because there's nothing that hell could do to the blood of the Lamb to defeat our Savior. And when that was, was happening in his life, he was not getting weaker. He was getting stronger. You know, when he was on the pinnacle of the temple, why didn't the devil just push him off? You know why? He couldn't push him off. Because he can't push you where you don't want to go. If you're in the valley, if you're cast down tonight... The devil didn't get you there. You put yourself there. It's time for you to get a hold of the blood of the lamb and get out of that place. Get out of that cast down spirit 
and walk out of here with victory in your soul tonight. Come on. That's what I'm preaching about. This is powerful. Our lamb came back stronger from the wilderness than he went in. Then later, more bites from the serpent. Jesus received the lashes of the enemy's bites as he was being whipped. 39 times the venom was injected. 39 times where the antidote became more powerful. And with those stripes, we are healed. Everybody say hallelujah to that. And it is said there are 39 major diseases in the world, one stripe for every disease. The crown of thorns signaled another bite. The snake was getting fiercer, but Jesus was getting stronger. And with one vision, our antidote walked his biggest snake bite to the top of the hill miles away. And there, three deep bites fell into his hands and his feet. And on the rugged cross, as he breathed his last breath, he became the perfect cure for any disease and any sickness and any sin and any depression or any device that the ancient servant will throw at you. When he said, it is finished, he meant it. He had taken it all for you. I'm done with the bites of this serpent. I'm done with the fangs of hell. Devil, that's your last bite. That's your best effort. Yet when he bowed his head and died, the enemy tried to bite one last time as a spear pierced Jesus' side, but it was already too late. The enemy had been defeated and his venom had no more sting in it. The word said that blood and water issued forth from his side. Both identifiable as separated entities. Not bloody water, but blood and water separate. You're going to get it in a minute. As blood separated itself from the water, it showed the venom separate from the blood. The sin came out separated from the spirit. The sickness was separated from the body. And the depression separated from the mind. Simply because when that spear went in, the last thing that he showed us was I'm not going to produce bloody water. I'm going to produce blood and water. I'm going to show you my healing and let the venom go out the other way. I'm going to show you my healing and let the venom go out the other way. I'm going to show you my salvation and let your sins go out the other way. I'm going to show you my healing and let the depression go out the other way. I'm telling you, there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Some of you think I'm dancing because I got this nice shirt on. I'm not. I never had more compliments in my life about a shirt. Dear Lord, I'm going to wear it again on Sunday when I preach. Wow. Showing the antidote going one way and the poison the other. Hallelujah. And now that is God's word to us. That is precious. That's precious. He took 39 stripes. He took three rusty nails. He took a crown of thorns. He took a spear in his side. And all of it was to be strong enough to save you and heal you and deliver you from any situation in your life. And let me close tonight with personal. 
Everybody say powerful. powerful. Everybody say precious. precious. Everybody say personal. personal. Luke 10, 19, it was in my text. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents. Everybody say you. you. He didn't say I give all the believers that come to church every week. No, I give you. I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you power to tread on the things that you think are going to poison and kill you. And over all the power of the enemy. Everybody say all the power. I am so tired of people giving the devil credit for having a bunch of power. His power is limited. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all power, say it with me, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. What's left after the all is used? Come on, help me. What's left? There you go. What's left? What's left? The devil tries to scheme you. He tries to tease you. He tries to make you believe something that you are not. I'm here to declare that the devil is a liar. John 8, said he's the father of all lies. This is personal. This is personal. I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I have felt the sting of the enemy in my life. I have felt the fact that I might not ever preach again. But I want to declare, oh, death, where is your sting? And oh, grave, where is your victory? The curse of sin is death, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be unto our God who gives us the victory. We have the victory in the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is that flow. That makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, the serpent is sly. I said he's not given a lot of power. He's given limited power but he's got a lot of scheming in him. And he tries to draw you to that one thing that will destroy everything good in your life. Stay with me now, I'm closing. It's the Garden of Eden all over again. There's a tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You can eat anything. You can eat life every day. The Bible said in Leviticus 17, 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Blood produces life. Sin produces death. You need the blood of Jesus in your life to have life. Amen. Come on now. So you know, what, you know what you need to do when the serpent comes and tries to destroy you in your life? You need to plead the blood. You ever heard that phrase? You need to plead the blood of Jesus. You need to say, not today. Not today. And don't even call him big boy. Call him big loser. Not today, big loser. You're not going to get me today. And tomorrow, I'm going to live for God. The Bible said the Lord gives you strength for today. 
So don't let the devil tempt you about what he's going to do th 10 days from now. Just say, I've got strength today to defeat you. And when tomorrow comes, I'm going to have strength to defeat you tomorrow. And when the next day comes, I'm going to have strength to defeat you that day. Because God gives you strength every day. Folks, there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. How do you know you've been bitten? I'm going to give you three reasons here, three ways you know you've been bitten. You have every right to be happy, and yet you're miserable. Why can't you be happy when you have Jesus in your life? I don't need a clap. I just need a smile. I need somebody grinning at me right now. Number two, you're blessed, but it's never enough. It's getting, it's getting tough preaching now, isn't it? And number three, all you focus on is what you don't have and what you can't do. That's how he comes against you. Check it off in red. Not today. Not today. Not today. See, the serpent will trip you and accuse you of falling. He'll try to stab your heart and accuse you of hurting yourself. He'll try to drive you over the edge and accuse you of jumping. But you don't have to fall or jump or die. There is an antidote. The blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, clap your hand. Clap your hand. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Come on. This is a good night. This is a good night to hear the word. It's a good night to hear the word. Come on, clap your hands. It's a good night to hear the word. Put it in your soul. Put it in your, in your core. Come on, put it in you. It's a good night to hear the word. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Woo. Hallelujah. Keep standing. Keep standing. Y'all got to love me. It's not even 8.30. Boy, I could preach a while though. I'm just now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just right now. I, I'll save it for next week. I've got something for you next week. Say it, speak it, create a world of victory. Come on, say it. I am a child of God. You need to say that. His blood, his blood has saved me and healed me and delivered me. And I am his child. Get out of here, loser. Quit reminding me of my past. Or I'm going to start talking about your future. Come on. Come on. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to believe it. And it's a third thing to live it. Live in victory.
All right, I love you. I love you. That's about all I got for you tonight. Now, now, now. Sunday is, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about dream teams. We're going to be talking about uh, life groups. We're going to talk about involvement. And God has given me something for the church. And I'm going to be preaching on Sunday. Then next Wednesday, we're going to be doing another part of this blood series. Now, now I, I, I know that you're here, but you don't need to miss what's coming. Because we're on a road preparing for Easter. And the Bible said when Jesus was born that there was going to be a performance, a performance in his life. And I believe that performance is going to happen right here at Christian Life Austin. I believe that this church is primed and ready for a breakout like we've never had in our life. Amen? Amen? So when you walk in your house tonight, say, the blood of Jesus covers this house. When you get in your car in the morning, say, the blood of Jesus covers this car. That's not crazy. That's biblical. That's the word. Claim the blood of Jesus in your life. Lift your hands. Let me bless you. Dear Father, in the name of the Lord, I bless these precious people. They know I love them because I do love them. And they know I care for them because we do care. And God, if there's anybody sick, send healing right now. If there's anybody in pain, let the pain be washed away right now. If anybody's battling a besetting sin, God, take it away in Jesus' name. Let them walk out of here knowing that there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it's powerful and it's precious and it's personal. It's for us. It's for me. It's for me. It's for them. It's for everybody. Thank you for that. And I love you for it. And bring us back on Sunday to have a great, great Sunday and worship you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. I love